This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you don't catch us live, you can always catch us on iTunes or on YouTube. Oh my gosh, all the tubes. Everywhere. Just, we're going through the internet like crazy, like a virus. We're on uh, Pandora. We're yeah. on Pandora, we're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not that I've, I have an Instagram personal account. I've never posted one thing on it. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever even looked at it. Are we right? on Snapchat? Um, no, that's only for pornography, Jason. That's what I've been told. That's true. Teenagers use it for porn. For sending pictures of their genitalia, mm-hmm. which pro tip, don't do that ever. Right. <laughs> you may think the Snapchat goes away. Go somewhere. Someone could, uh, they could save that. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Brought, good advice. Not only good life advice, but yeah. gaming advice brought to you by your friends at FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. And boy, oh boy, there's a lot. To go over this show, so instead of talking about Snapchats, yeah, and um, teenagers, and, teenagers uh, doing genitalia, st- stupid things, and not teenage genitalia, we can't talk about that. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not okay. Yeah, I just am so thankful social media and smartphones didn't exist when I was a teenager because I'd probably be in jail. True, but you know what's <laughs> funny is um, the uh, the Kodak cameras. So this is kind of a little segue real quick, but um, or not really, but I went to a wedding recently. They had the the old school ones that you wind, wind up. up. Yeah, I still, shoot, but there's still nowhere to get the, the film developed. Apparently, I actually <laughs> looked, like I looked into it because I was really interested. I was like, yeah. what What do you do? And I guess apparently... Photomats um, have just gone out of business. Costco's still do it, but it's like the only place. That's funny. Because even, even yeah. when I was in college, like the Nokia 5150 had just come out <clears throat> like my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Like when we would go on like spring break and stuff, we had those little wind up cameras. And when yeah. you got home, you had to wait to get them developed. And yeah. it was so much fun to get your pictures. You're like, Oh man, put them up on like the fridge. Some people listening to this might not know. Yeah. That's the way we did it back in the day. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just glad that no one had uh, the ability to record me at any given time. That's true. Cause back then. That's true. College would have been a, little a more lot rough. different. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so anyway, Let's talk about some of the new and cool stuff going on in the tabletop gaming world. Uh, first of all, we have a brand new FLG map for you. Very exciting. This one is called Sand Swept Ruins. It's very center, uh, very similar to Overgrown City, the map we released two weeks ago. Uh, it's, it's a city that's being reclaimed by the desert. It's very cool. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's great for games like 40K, Bolt Action, 30, uh, 40K, 30K, uh, Infinity, Malifaux. It's scaled to 28 millimeters. And uh, you, it comes in a variety of sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Legion, you can play it on the 6x3. Mm-hmm. Really cool. And it works very well when you take a set of uh, like ruins, like say GW ruins or um, uh, Gothic ruins or, or urban set. Mm-hmm. And then you paint it to match the mat. And then you cover it with like sand and debris to make it look like a, it's been a long abandoned city. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It's really easy to make it look great. And uh, it, it works really well for uh, any of those games listed. So consider picking it up if it intrigues you. It is available at a 20% discount during the uh, release period, hmm. which is from now until the 15th. And from two weeks from now, I believe it's mm-hmm. the 15th. Uh, of Not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. 
uh, you have until then to take advantage of those savings. Plus, of course, you do have free shipping options within the continental <clears throat> United States for orders $99 and up, which segue mm-hmm. like a pro. Episode 633, I feel like we're just nailing it. It's second nature now. It is. I don't even have to think about it. Don't even look at the notes. Uh, No, I do have to look at the notes. But I've never done that. Yeah, well, you you have no idea what's going on at any given time. (laughs) But uh, you could mix the order of a map with some of the new GW releases, like the Chaos Terminators and Havocs, which are up for pre-order this week and will begin shipping uh, at the end of the week. These are awesome kits. The new Terminators, I'm really excited about. Um, the The big deal with them is that not only are they new and beautiful models, but they have new weapon options such as taking chain axes, although humorously, there is apparently only one chain axe mm. in the box, which is weird because it's their default weapon. Yeah. But whatever, it's easy to get more chain axes and slap them on there. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to take really cheap Terminators, which uh, opens up so many options with endless cacophony and you know attack twice, shoot twice, veterans of long war, et cetera, et cetera. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Combos with using the new uh, Dark Apostle to give a minus one to hit at the beginning of the game turn. All kinds of good stuff. I'm definitely putting 10 into my list. I've always loved the way Chaos Terminators look. They're such cool models. And the new Havocs have totally new rules beyond being absolutely stellar models. They're Mm -hmm. gorgeous. They're now T5. They move and shoot with no penalty. And they have the option for the very, very cool new uh, Reaper Chain Cannon. Again, there's only one in the kit. Yeah. You can convert the Heavy Bolter really easily. Um, but there's some awesome combos you can do uh, with this unit. The Reaper Chain Cannon especially. Take a unit of four. Um, there's a specialist attachment where you can shoot your opponent at the end of their movement phase, combo that with Alpha Legion to move forward nine inches. Really, really cool. All kinds of fun stuff. It's a, a not only a, a gorgeous kit in terms of modeling, it's a really effective unit on the tabletop too. So yeah. if you're a Chaos Space Marine player and you're excited about all the cool new stuff that's come out, you might want to grab some of these at a discount from your friends at Frontline Gaming and maybe yeah. get a new mat. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Or we hate you forever. The immortal words of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do it. Get to the We won't hate chopper. you. We'll, we'll love you no matter what. No, we won't. <laughs> Just kidding. We will. Okay. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> consider grabbing those. It's pretty dang cool. Yep. But in other exciting news, um, SoCal Open 2019 registration is now open. Uh, we held off on it. We usually open up registration in March, mm-hmm. but because of the change to the timing for the BAO, uh, we wanted to move registration for the SoCal Open back as far as we could. Um, but the SoCal Open is a wonderful event. It takes place in Del Mar, California, which if you've never been, it's one of the most beautiful parts of California. Mm-hmm. The event is like, it would be visual distance to the water, but there's a little hill right behind the um, convention area. You can see uh, train tracks going towards the water. Yeah. So, you can smell the ocean. You know, I mean, you can hear the train. It. It's right there. Um, it makes a wonderful vacation. If you want to go do a California beach vacation, mm-hmm. you can't get better than Del Mar. It's beautiful. And uh, the event is a ton of fun. This is year four, three? This is year three. Three, is it? Mm-hmm. Feels like we've done it more times than that. But nope. uh, great event. It's one of the biggest uh, majors in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we are expecting upwards of 200 players for 40K. Uh, for Age of Sigmar, it's always been a really good turnout, a ton of fun. You can get a, a bunch of ITC points. Mm-hmm. It's a really chill event. You know, it's a really good time. All the tables, are, no table touches another table. They're all uh, really big. Yeah, lots of space. Tons of space. Mm-hmm. It's just really chill, right? There's tons of um, options for places to stay in the area. It's a good time. There's a bar in the event. 
just really, really fun, laid back mm-hmm. uh, tabletop gaming event. So if you'd like to come and participate, <clears throat> please grab your tickets quickly. Events all around the world have been selling out really, really rapidly. And this year we're going to have a Shadespire Grand Clash. We're going to have a 40K Championships, the, the flagship event, the Age of Sigmar Championships, the other flagship event. Um, we will not be doing War Machine this year, but we do have a new 30K narrative tournament. Ooh. And we have a new TO. Uh, he's extremely active in the Southern California 30K <clears throat> community. And he's super excited. They've been looking to have a big event uh, for the 30K community. So we're anticipating 30 to 40 players. So it should be really cool if you're a 30K aficionado. Hopefully you come and, and join us and have a good time. And we are planning on having the 40K narrative event. We're just waiting to confirm that um, the organizers are going to be available that weekend. Uh, so stay tuned for that. If you're interested in the 40K narrative, um, we're going to have that sorted out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, grab those tickets. It's a great time. If you want to just come and check it out, it's free to walk in and just poke your head in. So hope to see you there. Yeah, it'll be fun. Don't wait because it's going to sell out really quick, as it always does. And then um, you'll be emailing us about tickets. Sad Sadly, yeah. And we'll Sad say pandemic. there's a wait list. So also, just to, to full disclosure, we are changing mm-hmm. our refund policy for this event. It's going to be a 60 days to get a full refund, but mm-hmm. your ticket is transferable up until the week before the event. So if it turns out you can't make it and you've passed the refund point, you can sell your ticket to somebody else or just give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll transfer ownership of that ticket for you, no problem. And it, the reason we're doing that is that we bumped into a, an issue at the LVO mm-hmm. this year where we had to, a bunch of people waiting to get the refund in, until the last minute, right, when we're spending all the money. Mm-hmm. And it really screwed up our um, cash flow situation. So we're changing our refund policy, and we just want to yeah. make sure everybody's aware of it. Which is more closely aligned to it's a what, lot it's, of other major normal. events. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times you go to a concert, it's in zero refund policy. Right. That's why ticket scalpers exist. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to be as flexible as possible, but we have to protect the fiscal health of our company as well. Mm-hmm. So just to make sure that we're, you know, keeping that out there for everybody to understand what is going on. Okay. Big news. The topic of the show, besides obviously the very cool stuff that we just uh, announced in terms of new products and the SoCal Open, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. But the ITC, uh, at the end of March, we typically do kind of like finalize any changes and uh, all of that just occurred. And of course, it always causes a little bit of kerfluffle. Um, as it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just... Very goes, strong opinions. Goes with the territory yeah. at this point. But uh, the, the big one, we changed the missions. And uh, we allowed the full month of March for everybody to kind of feel them out, talk to your TOs, and let them know, hey, do you like the changes we made to the missions? Do you want to keep anything? Do you want to change anything? Um, and largely the missions were accepted as is people really liked them. Mm-hmm. The only changes, the only significant changes we're making are that, uh, the new mission, uh, pick your poison, uh, per feedback, we're adding in biker as one of the keywords you can choose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is the quote unquote anti Eldar mission and we don't have anything against Eldar, of course, but, um, the biggest point of feedback, yeah, just Tau. <laughs> yeah. I only yeah. hate Tau, right? Yeah. Everyone else is safe. Wink. Yeah, Gene Steeler Colts, well, okay. People, be, on, be on the lookout. But. <laughs> Chase, is, he's after you. After he got his ass kicked by Ooh. Gene Steeler Colton. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, that's rough. the biggest point of feedback on the, the at the end of the 2018 season when we sent out the questionnaire and we're asking people like, hey, what do you like about the ITC? What do you don't like? What would you like to see change, et cetera? Yeah. The number one thing was uh, it's too hard to score points against Eldar. Mm-hmm. And I agree it is really difficult because uh, the way Eldar play 
they don't usually take four of anything. So mm. some of the other missions like Big Game Hunter, whatever, Headhunter mm. didn't really apply. Right. So it was really tough. And so we were like, okay, we'll, we'll make a mission that's more applicable to basically armies like Eldar. And that was Pick Your Poison. It was well-received. People threw in oh, like, hey, why don't we also add bikes? They're playing, playing against Eldar. Against Eldar. Got it. Right. There's some, I mean, there's some good ones in there. Yeah. Like old school. Take uh, ground control. Old school is a bit of a red herring, to be yeah. honest. It's the most commonly taken mission. Yeah. It's also the mission that you're most frequently not going to get all I four know. points. I take it when I don't know what else to take. Yeah. People default to it because they're used to it. School. Not but it, it's 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 actually not. I, I almost never take it. Yeah. Right? Like, people are like, oh, I know this. I'm going to take it. I'm comfortable with it. Right. But, like, in a lot of cases, getting uh, First Blood is difficult or mm-hmm. getting Warlord is really hard. Right. Uh, and then in, in a lot of games, getting Line Breaker is tough at the end of the game. You don't have anything left. Yeah. So it's it's old school. I frequently see people only getting two or three points. Um, so really think about that one. But pick your poison is like, it's very similar to Mark for Death. Mm-hmm. But you basically choose four units with one of a, a variety of keywords like mm-hmm. Psyker, character, fly, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it's supposed to be like, oh, if you're playing against an Elder Army that has three Ravagers, three characters, mm-hmm. you know, one unit of Shining Spears, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it gives you options. Right. Uh, and then we also added in board control uh, secondaries per popular request. And uh, I've been playing them a lot. I really enjoy engineers, uh, especially if you build your list to take advantage of that one. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um, and uh, um, King of the Hill, where basically if you have multiple units in the center of the table, you're getting points. That one's been really popular as well. So pretty much kept it uh, as as is. All the feedback we got from the ITC TOs was largely like, yeah, the missions are great. Everybody in my community likes them. Cool, we're keeping them. Mm-hmm. And we are keeping the, um, the 50-50 deployment. I was really curious to see how that would go. Um, so the, the even number missions are a modified chapter approved style deployment based on feedback. We changed it to whoever deploys first goes first mm-hmm. unless uh, you're seized upon. And um, that was just a slight modification to make it more fair. And then the even or the odd missions are the the alternating deployment. Mm-hmm. And people and like you still, it. And you still roll for it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So pe- people liked having the two different deployment types. So we're here to give people what they want. Yeah. I mean, it, keep, it keeps you from getting complacent. And you just don't know what you're going to get, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of cool. We batted around the idea of actually making it a random, like which type of deployment it is. But mm-hmm. it was just too many pregame rules. We're like, eh. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> and uh, ultimately, we decided to keep it with 50-50. And that was what all the TOs gave us feedback, saying that that's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think the missions are pretty solid at this point. Like, with all the ground, with all the um, board control secondaries, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't even matter who you're playing. Like, in my last game, I chose all board control mm-hmm. secondaries, and I got all my points. It, it gives you a lot more control yeah. over it. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people have been – Engineers got the most negative feedback. It was still very much like 70% positive, Mm -hmm. but it got the most negative feedback. And I'm like, if you just take one unit in your army to be the engineers, you're going to start liking it. Like in my Ashton Militarum army, I've been taking in a unit of three Mm Bulgren because they're tough. They're only 72 points for three. I make them my engineers, which is hilarious because they're like, fluff wise, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like the three stooges trying to figure out how to engineer something mm-hmm. but I just throw them on an objective and right. you know behind cover and it's almost guaranteed they're going to get the four points unless somebody's just steamrolling me or somebody has like basilisks yeah yeah in that case I may not take yeah. engineers if they have if they have like indirect fire that can actually kill them like mm-hmm. mortars don't do anything to them mm-hmm. I'm like eh maybe I won't take it 
But yeah, that, that little unit of Bolgren is actually, or not Ogren, excuse me, is uh, it's actually pretty good for mm-hmm. the, it's only 72 points for three of them. And yeah. they hit pretty hard in combat. They shoot okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's not bad at all. But uh, I think if you start seeing people, you know, maybe take a unit of racks mm-hmm. or um, something of that nature, I think you'll start seeing like, oh, wow, this is actually a really consistently <clears throat> good mission, regardless of who I'm playing. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. It'll take a little time for people to fully adjust to it. But and then, of course, the the big topic, even though it's it's funny because it doesn't actually change anything unless you choose for it to was. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we determine best in faction mm-hmm. in uh, in the ITC? And this is a completely, you know, it, it's funny how much people have strong feelings about it, considering that it really doesn't change anything mm-hmm. arbitrarily. Like, you do not have to do anything differently. It only mm-hmm. matters if you're trying to go for a best in faction award. Right. Which I don't know how many people were consciously trying to go for best faction when they're writing their lists. I think they're just more of, they feel like they've, something's been taken away from them. The people who are upset, you know, well, let's, you know, let's start from the top. So um, first of all, what are we talking about? Um, we decided to, to, so in the feedback form from 2018 ITC season, the number one most common thing was it's too hard to score against Eldar. The second most common thing brought up was I don't like the fact that best in faction doesn't actually reflect someone playing that faction. Mm-hmm. Because the way we've been doing it ever since like seventh edition is your ITC faction is determined by your biggest attachment. And we did it just because things got really complicated. Mm-hmm. And that's a really simple way of doing it. Like who's your biggest attachment? It's whatever. That's your faction for our purposes. Mm-hmm. And as the ITC has become bigger and, and more and more people care about it, um, people who are really passionate about playing a certain faction who are, you know, let's just say Space Wolves. Mm-hmm. And like you're a passionate Space Wolf player and you play an all Space Wolf army, mm-hmm. and you know you're not going to win overall, most likely. There's a chance, but it's a small chance. The thing that matters to you is being the best Space Wolf player. And then at the end of the season, you're like, man, I went to all these events. I did my best. Yeah, you role-played. You role-played. You're howling. You LARPed, yeah. You know what I mean? You Eating, still. Gnawing on uh, bones. Yeah. But then you look, and the person who won best Space Wolf player had 700 points of Space Wolves, a Castellan, and Astral Militarum, and yeah. you're like, hey. It's not really fair. That's not a Space Wolf army. Yeah. They decide the minimum amount of space wolves to qualify, mm-hmm. but they're really kind of the the, the quote unquote standard list. Yeah, and I wasn't aware of how many people had strong feelings about this. I because to me, I don't. It does. It's not a big deal to me as an individual. Um, I just kind of play whatever I want to play. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. And uh, but for a lot of people, that's the thing that they do. That's the reason that they're participating. So it was a really big deal to them. It's a reason for living. Some it's a reason have. for drawing breath, continuing on. Mm. This bleak world. Yep. I feel them. Mm. That's because you're a depressant. Go on. But (laughs) thank you for that little ray of sunshine. Mm -hmm. And so as I started to look at all this feedback, I was like, wow, I didn't realize this was such a big deal. And you know, one of the most common things you see people complain about is soup, right? Online. It is by far the the number one thing. Like, oh, I don't like the fact that you're incentivized to take soup, blah, blah, blah. Um, And not just with us, with GW too. Like, um, the, the game de- the game devs are very aware of of how a lot of people have strong feelings about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know to what extent this was a big deal to people until I started doing more research and poking around. Um, and then internally, we started to see like, wow, this is actually a big deal. This is like a big issue to people. So we started debating like, okay, how do we, should we do anything? When do we do anything? Mm-hmm. How do we present this to the community? And the more we dug into it, the more I started to really realize like, wow, this is like the majority of people in the ITC. This is like 
probably the number one issue to them. Mm-hmm. And then we came to the conclusion of, well, we should just let people vote on it mm-hmm. because that's the only fair way to do it, right? Because um, again, it's not really that big of a deal. It's only for how we award points in the ITC. It doesn't change anything in the way about the way about the nope. the way you write your list unless you want it to. <clears throat> so then we put out the the vote, and as you can see, the results are ridiculous in the uh, graph that we have showing the, the the feedback. It was almost four to one in favor of if you're going to get best in faction, your army has to be just that faction. Right. Like it was like eleven hundred and ten votes to three hundred and twenty. It was an absolute right. blowout. And for those of you who did take the time to, pers- to participate, thank you. It's very nice of you to do that. Yeah, thanks for yeah. voting. Um, and of course, we filter out people that don't actually play in the ITC. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was on another podcast the other evening. Um, and they were like, that seems like that's only 1,500 um, votes mm-hmm. out of, you know, the 12,000 people in the ITC. And that's just because most people just don't vote. It's just like real life. Yeah. Just like real life. Just like real life. Um, but yeah, as you can see, yeah. it's, it's, it was just a blowout, right? Yeah. Like, so v- clearly the vast majority of people that are participating in the ITC that care mm-hmm. about this topic, when they're competing for best in faction, they want it to just be that faction. Which may, I mean, that's fair. It totally right? makes sense. Like I play like, so my list is gray knights, knights and guard, right? It's a very common, um, you know, um, list nowadays, but all I had to do was put you know, my guard detachment is 10 paladins and a, and a grandmaster and a dread knight. And I have more points than my knights. And guess what? Now I'm gray knights. Is it really gray knights? No, yeah. it's not. But I, you know, that that's the way I look at it, you know, and I'm not a person that would go out to build a list just to try to get a best in faction, but that's what people were doing. And, um, it's just not, I don't think it's fair to people. Like you said, you know, it just wasn't, if somebody's, you know, um, really a passionate gray knights player, you know, and they, they're taking strike squads and land raiders and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they, they should be in the running for a best faction, not somebody who has the bare minimum models, you know, to get a pl- point one point over, yep. you know, so. And that, that was the, <clears throat> that was the issue. Right. And so now the sticky, the sticky part, the unfortunate part, like people who are, who are complaining that I agree you have a legitimate complaint is that it would have been better if we did this at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. However, we literally weren't even aware of it at mm-hmm. the beginning of the season. We went as fast as we could. Yeah. We debated it up, down, left, right, and center. Um, cause the, the most common thing people brought up was how come it's all or nothing? Why couldn't we have done, had a compromise that like your army has to be 51% or 75% of faction X to, to count. Cause the core issue, the reason that we didn't do that is that the core issue raised was best in faction should just be that faction. I don't want to compete against soup. Mm-hmm. That was the issue, right? So moving the bar from, oh, you have to have 700 points of Space Wolves to count or whatever faction mm-hmm. to 1,001 points, it doesn't really do anything, right? So you're putting in two more units and you still have your castle and guard. Mm-hmm. That's not addressing the issue that people brought up. The people, the issue that people brought up was, if I'm going to play my beloved orc, fat, well, orcs can't soup. That was a bad example. Mm-hmm. My beloved, whatever, Mm-hmm. faction i want to be competing book to book not right. like it, it, to what degree you soup is not the relevant question and that's why we debated it forever we debated 51 percent, 75 percent, and then we really we were sitting there and we're like why would we change anything at all mm-hmm. if it's not if it's either going to be it either needs to be all or nothing and give the people what they want who are asking this or leave it the way we're doing it right now and that's why the why mm-hmm. that's why we voted that way um because <clears throat> If you want to to take an allied army and mix it up, 
then you're going to be competing in that uh, category. And mm -hmm. like, which is going to be a more challenging category yeah. to, to win at. And so it's like, you get like, we were talking about weeks ago on the show um, when we were, we were just beginning this discussion is that I always felt it was fair that if you want to make a list that's more competitive, quote unquote, more competitive, then you have to sacrifice certain things. Yeah. You know, and, and that means you lose the chance to go for best in faction because you're not that faction any longer. Your army is not that faction. Um, and you have to compete with a larger pool of people, but yeah. you make that choice, you know? And, and so I don't know. That, that's how I've always felt about this. It's like you choose your adventure, how you want to play the game. And a lot of people feel the same way. So it's mm -hmm. like, again, for the majority of people listening to this, like, do, like just play the way you want to play. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you like your list, continue to play your list. It's not, it's really not a big deal. But for the people that care about it a lot, which you can see there's a lot of them, mm -hmm. they now are getting the experience that, that more reflects what they want, right? And mm -hmm. And that's important because the average person competing in the ITC is going for best in faction, mm -hmm. right? Like that's the goal that they're most interested in trying to achieve. So now they're gonna do, they're gonna be competing on even terms, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a Green Eye player, like a dedicated Green Eye player, and you got a tough road ahead of you, mm -hmm. now you're competing with other people that are playing only Grey Knights. Right. And if you're gonna go to an event and hope to go three and two or two and three or whatever, and you're willing to, to slog it out, but it's, you're, you're happy because you're getting points towards achieving your overall goal, mm -hmm. right? And now it's a fair competition. And there are people out there that, right. are, that that's the way they play the game. Um, and then the other thing to bring up on that topic is that with the change to the way the, the, the scoring works with the new algorithm, if you get middle of the pack in an event, you're going to get dramatically more points than you would have last mm -hmm. season. So you can win best in faction, mm -hmm. Grey Knights or whatever by going like 50-50 at events right. and doing it consistently all year. Right. So like, I, you that's, totally can still win. To, to, that's been the biggest point of contention again from what i've seen at least because i'm not on the front lines 100 percent of the itc stuff is that people were complaining that there were already scores listed for yep. people who have gone some people in two months have already gone to five events but no not no one has gone but, that many you know yet, there's there's but... been some dedicated players that don't yep. have a lot to do on the weekends and uh they've ra they've racked up a lot of points you know like say blood angels and it was you know they had most of their stuff was a castle so they already have points and so people were saying well it's not fair that somebody already has 800 points or whatever. I'm making numbers up. Um, and now I'm going to have to compete against that having zero. Well, the, my answer to that would be one, um, or I guess my, my contention to that would be one, they, those players are no longer going to be racking up points for that because it's not a thing they can do anymore unless they, they change your list. If they're playing the same list, they're now going to be in the same category. And so, so they're no longer going to be getting in more points. And now you still have all year long to go to events as your pure list to start racking up points. You're not competing against them anymore. They're done. If you don't think you, if in 10 months, if you don't feel like you can get points to match somebody who's gone to a couple events in the first month, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And you can, again, because the way that the score yeah, totally can, changed, I just don't know how to explain to somebody yeah. that are you, why are you upset about this? You just have 10 more months. The, the only, cause I went in and I checked, <laughs> like I looked at some of the, the kind of like, I looked at some of the factions that are a little bit less people playing in them. Like Grey Knights and stuff. And like people, like as, as of last night, mm -hmm. like there was one person who had three, I think there was like three or two Grey Knight events. They had a 300 mm -hmm. something score. And I'm like, that's easily overcomable, mm -hmm. right? Like if you go and you, you, you win 
slightly more games than you lose at five events over the course of the year, you could you'll guaranteed to overcome that score. Mm-hmm. The only one, the only category where somebody had really kind of like ran away with it to a, a, a certain extent mm-hmm. was Gene Sealer Colts. John Lennon had already racked mm-hmm. up like a ton of points. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I, I was chatting with him, and he's going to keep playing Gene Sealer Colts. He had maybe one detachment of Tyranids. Mm-hmm. So not much is changing for his for him and his list to, if, to my to my knowledge and it's like what if we put an asterisk next to his name if he wins is that the good no. concession no that's silly because this is the thing <laughs> up until this point everybody's been competing under the same rules anybody else could have gone to events playing the exact same uh rules and gotten points just like he did mm-hmm. right like if you didn't go to an events well, that's unfortunate, but you could have. It was fair. It was equal to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, we're not going to go back in time and change anybody's scores. It's not fair. The rules were what they were. Up until this point, it was equal for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it, it's unfortunate if you didn't go and, and take advantage of it. Of course, nobody knew. But um, it, it is what it is, right? But for the most part, if you play for the next 10 months and you're competing for that pure faction, you're going to do just fine, right? You yeah. don't have to win events the way the scoring has changed, you don't have to win events to win best in faction anymore. Obviously, it helps. Mm-hmm. And if you are winning events, you probably will win best in faction. But just going, showing up and, and going four and one or three and two, you're going to get a lot of points. Right. Um, let me see, we'll answer some of the questions in chat. Uh, Can assassins summon pink horrors? That's the first question. Good question. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, everyone's asking this. Go read the article that we put up on the, yeah. the site. Summoned units, we're not counting it. Um, we've we've brought well this up numerous it. times. No. It's, it's, we're only going off of what's on your list. Uh, fortifications. At the beginning don't... of the game. Yep. What, if you, do you have three detachments with Blood Angels? Then you're a Blood Angels player. What if I summon an assassin turn one? You are a Blood Angels player. Yeah, you're still a Blood Angels player. There it like, is. That is the answer. If you're a Chaos player and you summon in. Tell your friends. Some some demons or whatever, like whatever. You are like, a Chaos Space Marine player. We're not, we're not going to mm-hmm. go that deep down the rabbit hole. Um, it's not a big deal. It's, uh, we decided to just try and keep it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple exceptions to the rule. You know, in 40K, a game like this, there's always exceptions to the rule. So go check it out. Um, Gene Steeler Colts can take a Brood Brothers detachment. It's in their codex. The only way you can take Brood Brothers is if you take a Gene Steeler Colt army. So hence, yeah. analytical analytical reading here, guys. Yeah. You are a Gene Steeler Colt player. Yeah. Is, is Brood Brothers included in the Astromed Tim codex? Yes or no? What's that? Is Brood Brothers something that Guard can take? No. There you can you only Answer. take it in a Gene Sealer Coat army. <laughs> and the thing is, too, like, because we debated it internally for a while, but to me, it's clear as day. I know some people don't see it that way, but it's like a Gene Sealer Colt, like, they interact with each other. The Brood Brothers can look out, sir, for Gene Sealer Colt characters. They can issue orders to each other, mm-hmm. like, yada, yada, yada. Like, they're clearly meant to, to work together. One of the other uh, exceptions that we made was uh, Admech can take um, one knight in one super heavy auxiliary detachment. That's mm-hmm an arbitrary like decision that we made because knights are in their codex. Clearly part of their codex. It's part of their codex. But in order to prevent someone from taking a knight army out of the admec codex and saying they're admec, mm-hmm. the, with the, the group of TOs, we decided like, Hey, we're going to come up with this, an arbitrary restriction. Mm-hmm. And we just said, you can take one knight and yep. still be an admec army. Cause obviously GW meant those two to go together. Right. Uh, and uh, Valerie in the chat says, it's an ITC decision to allow people to summon round one. That's not an ITC decision. That is from Games Workshop. Isn't that part of the stratagem? It's no, it's not even a stratagem. Like just some you can summon turn one. Oh, gotcha. And that's straight from the game designers. That's mm-hmm. not an ITC decision. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I don't, it always annoys me when people say stuff like yeah. that. Like it's, that's nowhere written in the ITC rules. Um, and not, you know, I, I understand why people can come at it from that angle, but that, that's not a decision that we made. Um, that, was, that was straight from the person who wrote the rule. Yeah. Uh, it's not, uh, uh, summoning is not reinforcements. Um, gotcha. For what it's worth. Uh, let's jump in and answer some of the questions. All is chaos. Oh. Oh, no, wrong. No, He's talking to somebody else in the chat. Uh, Somebody's saying three vultures for the win. Gene Sealer Colt with three vultures for the win. But, um, yeah, but Chris C926. That is their oh, codex. That's their codex, right? Like, what? Sure. It's like saying Admech with a castle for the win. Like, that's clearly what yeah. Games Workshop, it's in their book. Yeah. And they meant for that to be their faction. So it's like, you know, whatever. Like, if yeah. you're upset about them getting something that their codex allows them to have, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You should um, write an angry comment. <laughs> another one? On the. Warhammer community Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Any? Yeah, Valerie. Most tournaments allow that. That is the, the summoning thing. Hopefully, it'll be in the upcoming April FAQ. Um, but I don't even know if the the GW guys feel like it's necessary because mm-hmm. it's 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 allowed via the rules. But um, you know, different ways to read things. Uh, RVD one of a kind. Yeah. Summoning maybe. is reinforcements, but it isn't tactical reserves. Get it right in my face. <laughs> I missed you, buddy. Yeah, I know he's always here. He doesn't. He doesn't talk as much anymore. Uh, never mind. Jamba says all these changes are great. Uh, always improving. Yeah, um, it's just a fair thing. It's. I think it's an, an overall. It's a no-brainer. It's just change. like like if you care about best in faction, mm-hmm. um, now it's going to be a fair competition. Mm-hmm. You know, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, although you could argue it was fair before because everybody had the option to take allies, but a lot of people don't want to. Right. Right. And then uh, if you want to stick to your soup army. If you win best in, you know, Imperial or Chaos mm-hmm. or Tyranid Soup, which we had to make up a name for it, we're calling mm-hmm. it Forces of the Hive Mind, because they don't have an overarching faction keyword that unifies them. Mm-hmm. Forgive us, we just it was better than calling it Tyranid Soup. Right. If you win that, that's gonna be a much bigger and more competitive yeah. uh, category. It's gonna be more prestigious. And we're actually thinking about uh we're almost certainly going to do it. We're gonna scale the the trophies based on how many people participated in a faction we're gonna make them bigger and bigger like literally bigger yeah like we're gonna get bigger and cooler (laughs) trophies for people that are competing for like imperial um faction because that's going to be the biggest one Mm -hmm. so like that's you know if you win that you probably won the itc or got second or third Mm -hmm. right so that's a big accomplishment and now if you're trying to be like you know number one Sisters of Silence or whatever, and you're competing with two other people, mm-hmm. maybe we'll give you a high five or something. Yeah. <laughs> like if you go to a bar and you're talking, to, you know, to a pretty lady, you know, you know, she's uh, she gave you the wink. And you say, hey, baby, I'm the best Sisters, Sisters of, of Silence, Silence player. player. She's going to be like, meh, <laughs> next. But if you say I'm the best Imperial player, ooh. That's it. It's a just, done deal. It's just locked down yes. at that point. You might, I mean, you might as well just... Take her home right there. Right. But what if you say, I'm the best Grey Knights player in the and world? She, then she got pregnant immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Immaculately. There you go. See, see what you're looking for, guys? You just just say, I, I won with Grey Knight Terminators. You're married. That's right. It's you should have a shirt that says that yeah. when you go out. Uh, RVD, one of a kind, said he's been busy. His wife is about to have a baby. Congratulations, oh. man. That's exciting. A little RVD. Yep. Is he two of a kind then? Ooh, RVD, two of a kind. I like it. That's a great. That's a good joke. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, pretty so, uh, when does this change take effect? It takes effect immediately. We're allowing a grace period of, uh, one week, uh, until March 8th, next Monday for people that if you're running an event, like if you're running like a GT this weekend and you know, people have already submitted their lists, et cetera, mm-hmm. and you don't want, um, to have a bunch of drama 
uh, in case it, 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 it might be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're allowing a grace period through uh, March 8th for people to go ahead and submit it under the old faction rules. But then after that, it's kicking in um, and we're just going to be reporting people accurately. Mm-hmm. So um, we want to do it as quickly as possible because we've already gone you know, a little over, I guess, two months now into the new season. And uh, we want to kick the rule in as soon as possible mm-hmm. uh, because clearly this is what the majority of people want. And we didn't want to hold off any longer uh, for the benefit of a relatively small number of, of people. As, you know, right. It's the, the lesser of two evils at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody is upset because their game plan for the season has been uh, altered, sincerely, we're sorry. But as you can see, this is what the ITC community wants. Right. And shame on you for like building a list that had like you know, just enough points to be a best of and then take, you know, the rest of your army. I keep saying March 8th, April 8th. I keep saying that. I've done that like four times. Anyways, I don't feel bad for the people that did that. Like, shame on you. Come on. Like, you're not not the best Free Night player if you have a certain amount of points, just enough to get that number and then two castlings. I'm sorry. I mean, they were playing by the rules at the time. You're gaming. They know. Come on. Like, with a straight face. Like, you know, tell me that that was not the intention, you know? I mean, that's... Nobody feels bad for them. It, it, they it, feel bad for themselves because they're very vocal about it. But that's about it. They were played by the rules, but... Um, sure. That doesn't mean you're not cheating. Uh, Black Black for Raven. We already talked about that topic. Get good, son. Gotta pay attention. Yeah. Um, Get good if you're playing Necrons. That's the... That's what the kids say. Never mind. Jamba says, preach, Rod Auger. Mm. Don't get uh, me started. There's a few things that I get really upset about. It's one of them. Yeah. Uh, Valerie, yeah, yeah, people misreport their armies all the time. It's very common. Uh, and that's why we need more people to use the list uploader that uh, the fine gentleman at Best Coast Pairings made because it just automatically registers your uh, faction. Mm-hmm. But it takes time for these things to roll out. So it's going to take time for it to become common use. In the meantime, we're going to have to police ourselves. So when you see someone, like say you're competing for Best Eldari, and you see someone that's actually got a, an Eldar soup and or I guess if you're competing for best Azure Yanni, mm-hmm. which is Craftworld Eldar, I just get so confusing. But yeah. then you see someone who's got a mixed Eldar list but reported as Azure Yanni, you need to speak up and reach out to the BCB guys. They'll fix it. Nice. Like that's actually an Eldari list. Get out of my house. We should have snitch points where you get. I know. You get a couple. Everybody starts snitching. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a few ITC points. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Yeah. Snitching is bitching. Yeah. It's, we should have those. <laughs> we, we need to have some awesome like 1950s. <laughs> communist uh, that's propaganda great. go on here and it's that's we're gonna have to regulate ourselves as a community and towards the end of the season it just happens because like if you're in the hunt to win best uh blood angels and you're like wait that's not a blood that's not a pure blood angels army yeah then you just you snitch you tell on them you rat instantaneously you tell you tell your glorious leaders yeah and uh we care about you uh Sig- sigmund gregorian says i find it amusing how a fair number of people keep bashing gray knights as a bad faction but I just watched one of my buddies take first place with his pure Grey Knight army sure. undefeated too. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, anyone could do anything in, you know, like an eight-man RTT. Yeah. Like Kevin uh, Garnett <laughs> says, anything is possible, man. But uh, <laughs> hey, he still won three games. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That, I'm just giving you a hard time. So my prediction of how this is going to impact the meta, uh, and as me as an individual, just kind of giving my best guess, is that you're going to see the people that were uh, bringing a super, an allied army, with the minimum amount of faction X to try to get the best in faction award for uh, one of those uh, kind of like low hanging fruit factions, we'll call it. 
now the incentive has been taken away. So they go, they may go, okay, I'm not going to take a Space Wolf detachment or a Green Knight detachment anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of go back towards what I think is the most powerful, which that'll be whatever the internet is saying at the time is the most mm-hmm. powerful thing. Because most people don't think for themselves, they just go along with the crowd mm-hmm. and they're going to take their castle and plus guard plus mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever Brandon Grant brought to the last tournament. And, um, uh, and then you're going to see a small group of players, the, the really competitive players are going to gravitate towards like a, a little bit more commonality. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the smallest percentage of, of players in the ITC and in the gaming community as a whole. We have tons of data that shows that. And then you're going to see, uh, uh, in my opinion, my prediction, a larger group of players who are what I call the more casual competitive players, which are the majority of people. Mm-hmm. They want to win, but they're not like, they're like, oh, I'm not going to win the ITC, but it, I'd like to do as good as I can with my favorite army. Mm-hmm. You're going to see, in my, in my opinion, a bigger group of people that go towards playing pure. And then it's going to lead to all kinds of creativity uh, and more diversity on the tabletop, I, is my prediction, where you're like, okay, I, I'm dedicated to trying to be the best Space Wolf player. How do I overcome these problems? Before, I would just take a guard detachment mm-hmm. and a knight or whatever. And no, okay, now I'm taking that, that those, you know, I'll just use the word crutch. Not sure. really, but we'll take that away and then they're going to have to the creativity is going to come out in those communities hey guys how do we overcome how do we overcome these common problems we should so do a video series that shows people like breaking up with their castellan (laughs) that's amazing mariana get on this just a single tear rolls down yeah i mean that's not you it's me just some sad music you know, like those uh, those animal abuse videos. Oh, with Sarah McLaughlin yeah. singing in the background. Uh-huh. And it shows the castle like in the trash can. <laughs> oh, in like the yeah. junkyard underneath a car, all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you can adopt this castle for just yeah. $1 a month. Crutch is gone, man. <laughs> I, I dropped mine. Oh, gosh. That is so yeah. funny. Oh, Take it out yeah. back with a shotgun. Yeah, we'll, sorry, we'll just, boy. We'll just put up Pablo's email yeah. on there. Sorry, boy. I'm going for best space yeah. rules. Blam. So, uh, yeah. God, that's so funny. Yeah. So the other thing to think about, too, is like, um, you know, does this suck that it's happening two months into the season? It totally does. And I wish we could have done it sooner. Yeah. And it's but not that far in. Come on. It's not. It really isn't. And a lot of the factions, there's only a couple of factions where people have put up four scores. Mm-hmm. Most of them, they haven't. Right. Or there's like one or two people that have. So it's still anybody's game for the most yeah. part. Um, and then like a lot of those players are going to be switching to soup because the people at the top of the leaderboard are going to be really competitive. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see them going into the soup categories and they're, everyone's starting fresh there. So yeah. uh, that, that's anybody's game at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I really want to see the person that wins Best Sisters of Silence. Well, we lumped that, that into is, the Imperial Agents oh. category. We can track it, but I, I don't want to buy a bunch somebody of... Somebody is just going to be rocking a bunch of, of, of sisters with bolters and rhinos and just like, I'm going You can for that. actually do it too. Like, going, they have an HQ? They have you, an, a Forge World you, HQ? No, it's not. Uh, they have a Forge World? I didn't know they had a Forge World HQ, but they, they, do. they do. But you could also take Primera Psychers because they have the same faction keyword. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have the Astro <laughs> My list is coming together. You got to... They have no troops... They're only elites. Oh, really? So you would only have like six command points at most. It doesn't matter. You're just going for best player. But they, they have a stacking minus one to cast psychic powers. So you could get up to a minus four. And then if you summon in a, a, a Calexus, you could have a minus five bu- bubble to cast powers. You like, can summon in all four assassins, right? And no, you can only summon one. Oh, okay. But you, you, you could just shut someone's psychic phase down. <laughs> you go against someone's all gray knight. <laughs> 
<laughs> or like yeah, a demon no. or a demon like psychic yeah. spam army and you're like yeah no uh, yeah you are not casting any powers today oh the forgeable ones 30k only but you said primaris oh. librarians you said no it's primaris psychers have the same keyword. there you yeah. go there you yeah. go yeah, and it, it was funny because people were like, oh, you can't take an a pure assassin army now. And I'm like, yeah, you actually still can. You can take 13 assassins, you take 12, summon one, and then you take a fortification detachment. To Do it. The rest That's the stupidest army I've ever heard of. But you'll, oh. can you still win best faction assassins? I mean, we- Or did you lump it in also? It's all, we lumped the little, oh. the baby factions into Agents of the Imperium. But I mean, we could track the data. It's not hard. If anybody's yeah. willing to actually go do that all season uh, or like Inquisition to go pure Inquisition is mm -hmm. like the crappiest army yeah. ever. But you'll have fun playing it, man. I mean, get it, into it. It would be fun to go to yeah. an event and play against someone's Inquisition army. Yeah. Like here's my eight point guardsmen that are garbage. <laughs> but they can take like Valkyries and stuff, can't they? Um, they can uh, take transports? No, nah, not really. I, oh, I can't no. remember. <laughs> they have some options, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. Yeah. It's pretty funny though. The Sisters of the Science Army, will it be available on the website? Sure. Um, yeah, it's, and the funny thing is, is because there's three different kinds of Sisters of Silence. Yeah. It's the same kit, but they have different guns. Yeah. So you can take three of They have like each. an all flamer unit, don't yeah. they? <laughs> it's not bad. It's, they're, they're actually not terrible units. Yeah. They're really not, but you could take three with the flamers, three with the swords, three with the bolters, all put them in rhinos. Mm -hmm. And um, and then you take the primaris. Psyker is summoned in an assassin and you can easily get 2,000 points. Mm -hmm. How good you'll do? <laughs> Doesn't matter. You're going for best. <laughs> you just show up to four events and you win it. Yeah. You lose every single game. Can you win uh, it with zero ITC points? No, you're, you're the only just one. showing up to an event, you get points. Oh, you get points. Yeah. Nice. You just, minimum points. Yeah. Someone wins with sub 100 ITC points. <laughs> That's a challenge for somebody else. Somebody do this, please. This, we'll call it the masochist award. <laughs> You will win the biggest trophy if you do that. <laughs> It'll be oversized. You can't even check It'll it. It'll just be a, yeah. cat, uh, a cat of nine tails and you have to whip yourself with oh. it. Yeah, you've been doing this all season. Just keep it going. Pablo, Pablo gets to whip you. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. For anybody that's that's asking, Pablo finally ended his losing streak. He did. He uh, he, won a, he won a league game when he list-tailored the shit <laughs> out did. of his list. He did. He spent about half the workday list-tailoring. <laughs> He's playing like against an orc to army. The, to the, like, I've never seen list handling like this. He was playing against an orc army and he brought Yarick and Crimson Fist. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I feel uh, bad for that orc player. Yeah, Syriade in the chat says pure assassin list and attorney would be hilarious. It would be. You're like, here's my, my four buildings or three buildings and 13 assassins. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't think it would be a terrible army to be. It'd be an interesting army to play. Yeah. Some people would know how to play against it. They'd be like, uh, yeah. Where's what is this dude? Where is this at? You're like, <laughs> that'd be a fun list, actually. Oh okay. gosh. Yeah. Well, okay. We can move on. All right. That was funny. So uh my advice for anybody that's listening to this is just continue to play the game the way you want to play the game. Mm -hmm. Play the list that you want to play, and you're gonna you may be getting points in a different category than you were previously. Uh not it's really not that big of a deal. But if you're dead set on being best in faction and you're a committed player of that faction, well, mm -hmm. we heard, you voted, we listened, you're now gonna be competing book on book against people that are doing the same thing as you. It's gonna be a more meaningful war to those people because it matters to them. And for everybody else who's playing, they're more interested in winning the event than winning best in faction, play your soup army and know you're gonna be competing with a bunch of other like-minded people. There you go. Overall, it's gonna be a, a, a net positive. There you go. All right, we got a ton of events coming up this weekend. We have a GT 
Ratcon in Victoria, Australia, Australia mm-hmm. the Cutthroat GT and Warhammer 40K Grand Tournament in Westminster, Colorado, mm-hmm. the Spring Hole GT in Hole UK, and Into the Maelstrom 2, uh, and that is in Sutton and Ashfield in the UK. Wow, 1750 points. I have not seen that number since 7th edition. In the UK, it's catching on. Really? Uh, yeah. Just from time. They just think it's... It, it's quicker. Okay. You get quicker games. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this coming up, uh, we've got quite a few Age of Sigmar events coming up as well. We have a GT, the Iron Realms Age of Sigmar <clears throat> GT in Edmonton, Oklahoma, in Edmond, Oklahoma, excuse mm-hmm. me, and the Wet Coast GT in Vancouver, British, British Columbia, mm-hmm. and that's April 20th and the 21st. So you still have time to sign up. And uh, I, just, I just realized I'd promised my teammate Ray mm-hmm. to plug his event, and I don't have the, the notes in front of me. It's Slaughterfest. When is that? Um, you know what? We'll plug it next week. I uh, I'm really sorry. I forgot to do it's that. It's coming. Is it coming up in the next month? It's in an, uh, at a at a uh, reservation casino. Okay. It's in it's in Southern California. It's in Temecula. I know it, that. So. The registration just opened yesterday. Gotcha. So okay. um, it's called Slaughterfest, and uh, I'll, I'll plug it fully um, next week. I, Ray, I apologize. I, I totally forgot mm-hmm. to put it on the show notes. I was in a bit of a rush this morning. Um, let's look at the top uh, rankings currently. We got the 40K current top five. Daniel Hester's jumps into first place with a 714 score, followed by John Lennon, who is in second, 701. Ray Aumada, our teammate and number one Ozzyani player, mm-hmm. uh, currently sitting in third place. And Richard Siegler in fourth. Andrew Ford in fifth. Well done. And then Jim Vessel, as soon as uh, uh, Adepticon gets logged in there, uh, if it hasn't already, I'm mm-hmm. sure he's going to be jumping up because right. he's been kicking ass lately. Uh, 40K uh, ITC Hobby Track, current top five. Colin Sherman continues to lead the pack. Also a very good competitive player. Max Carruthers in second. Scott Boucher in third. Jason Bird in fourth. And our main man, Lou Rollins, in fifth. He won, it. Them up. he won it last season. I'm sure he's going to be getting back in there. Mm-hmm. Current Age of Sigmar top five. We're looking Derek Erlenbush in first place. Well done. Followed by... Our buddy, Matt Pashby, just had baby number three. Yeah, New Jersey's own. <laughs> the pride. He loves it. He loves repping his home state of Jersey. That's true. Uh, Alex Gonzalez sitting in third place. It's a name we always see up here in the top 10. Uh, we have Jace Resson in fourth and Jais Watula in fifth. Congratulations. Very cool. Current top four, <clears throat> Hobby Track, Age of Sigmar, Philip Verduzco continues to lead, followed by Josh Lara. Joseph Hollifacker in third, Krista Kirby in fourth. And remember, guys. Let's get those numbers up. Just You just let your uh, TO know, like, hey, there's also a hobby track for Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. And you submit scores essentially the exact same way you do for the competitive track. Yeah, listen, bro. Hey, bro. Put up those hobby track numbers. Bruh. All right. Do you even hobby? Shadespire, current top five in the ITC. We got Tony Field in first. Ivan Cho in second. Jacob Lawler in third. Patrick McNeil moves into fourth. And Christian Benware moves into fifth mm. well done mm. oh wait what are these game of thrones models oh my goodness these are game of thrones models oh. yeah in case you're wondering so if you don't know game of thrones has a miniatures game now i didn't um, tell me more. which is very cool it's through uh <clears throat> is it through it's a uh, cool mini or not i think it's i believe Simon. it's through them yeah and so the models are gorgeous by the way and um the just a little insight the 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 sculptures and everything are not based off of the tv shows are based off the descriptions in the novels yeah so they're different um and you know these are this is fantastic this is a lannister 
commission. I believe this was tabletop standard. It might have even been tournament standard with um, uh, level two basing. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it uh, it was very affordable. This guy got all of his Lannisters uh, painted. And Starks. And there's a lot more. Uh, no, this one was only Lannisters. Oh, we did do a Stark one. Well. We did. We actually did that one for the for Cool Man or Not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so uh, I think I can say that now. And uh, yeah, these look fantastic. So it, it, this was a very affordable. This just shows a very small part of what he got done. He got his whole force done um, very quickly. It looks fantastic. <clears throat> and then next we have um, a Plague Burst Crawler. And I think this was also a... This had to be Tabletop Plus. Sorry, I don't know off the top. We, we are doing so many commissions now, it's hard to, to keep track. But uh, this one came out really nicely. Yeah. A lot of, uh, of rest, a lot of uh, um, battle damage done to it, weathering. Um, client was super happy with this. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. Like, <clears throat> you notice the consistent design aesthetic um, in GW's models. And Nurgle's shape is kind of the triangle. Mm -hmm. And if you look, all, all the models and stuff share that shape, like the play, Plague Burst Collar. And I, I think that's... It's really neat when you start noticing stuff like that, like the plague drones and everything are mm -hmm. kind of mimic his symbol of the three circles in a triangular shape. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, great, great model. Mm -hmm. Plague burst crawlers are still really good on the tabletop. They too. are nasty. If, if I go against somebody and they have three plague bursts, I know I'm in for it. I never even bother trying to kill them. Mm -hmm. They're freaking indestructible. Right. Um, why don't we jump over to chat and see what everybody has mm -hmm. to say before we close it down. So while we're waiting to chat, throw some questions out our our way again remember grab those socal open tickets they are going to mm -hmm. go quickly that event is going to be the uh weekend before halloween the 25th and 6th or 6th and 7th i can't mm -hmm. remember but it's that weekend there uh and it's an awesome event october generally is amazing weather in san diego last year it was a little overcast but it was kind of nice because it was really cool it was nice it, it, it was nice up. and cool yeah. but um the year before it was like just stunning gorgeous yeah. weather um gonna be a lot of fun yeah and valerie says the uh, No Retreat Gibraltar tournament mm -hmm. uh, was this past weekend. It looked like it was an amazing event. I definitely want to go to that one of these years. Um, but yeah, it looked like an awesome event. It was the, the going on the same time as Adepticon. Um, oh, just so people are, are wondering, yeah, the SoCal Open tickets are on the front page of the, the store, which is store.frontlinegaming.org. There is can, a, a tab at the very top that says SoCal Open 2019. Uh, you can buy your tickets there. Or you can click through the blog as well. There's yeah, I'm sure the show there. notes will also have it. Yep. Um, uh, Axis of Entry, you played a game yesterday with new Vigilist stuff, Admech versus Chaos. It's good. Yeah. yeah. The new Vigilist stuff is is great. Chaos got, right. got such an infusion of life uh, mm -hmm. from all this new stuff. And then again, guys, too, just remember this is the beginning of April. We have the big FAQ coming mm -hmm. up at the end of the month, and it's, it's going to have a large impact on the meta. Mm -hmm. So... Be prepared, change is coming. And then uh, Yanari, you're 99% certain, if I remember correctly, Yanari are getting updated in this month's White Dwarf. Mm. So this is going to be a really big transitional month for yeah. competitive 40K. Uh, you got Yanari, which is the number one performing army in the game, getting updated in mm. White Dwarf. So that's going to have a big impact on the meta. Maybe they'll let them shoot three times. Ooh, why not just shoot all, whenever they choose? That's what, fingers crossed. You know what I'm they saying? They need it. So, you know, Yanari getting changed is going to have a big impact on the meta because it's the the, the highest performing army in the ITC. Yeah. Uh, and then the FAQ coming, which a lot of people are, are hoping, expecting, dreading mm -hmm. a change to the, the Castellan. Um, so it's it's this is going to be a very turbulent month. Mm -hmm. uh, the changes in the ITC are just the beginning. So prepare <clears throat> thyself because winter is coming. Nice. When will we host the Raw Dog Hour and talk dating advice? You <laughs> don't want that. Mind. 
You don't want that. <laughs> nobody, nobody needs that in their life. Not even the raw dog needs his own advice. Uh, yes. All is chaos. Is the index flow chart still take effect? For war gear and such, yeah, at this point in time, that is still the case. Mm -hmm. uh, why is Jason wearing a toboggan in the spring in San Diego? What the hell is a toboggan? A beanie. A beanie? Because I'm growing my hair out and it's in an, the awkward phase, like a teenager. Uh, Kill Team Stream says, will there be Kill Team at SoCal Open? Uh, if we have a TO that wants to to get involved and help run it, yeah. we'd love to. We just, we don't have a TO on, like on staff, um, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought a toboggan was a sled as well. Never mind yeah. Jumbo. Uh, I guess that's another term for a beanie. Mm -hmm. What else? A knitted, okay. a knitted cap. There we go. Own sombrero de wool. <laughs> uh, okay. Toboggan is a sled here in Ohio as a winter cap. Eh, whatever. Fair enough. And in Australia, what would they call it? I don't know. They don't wear them. But if they do, do they have winters in Australia. Oh. Because they already put a Y at the end of everything, like sunglasses or sunnies, board shorts or boardies. A beanie I'm sure they have a weird name for a it. spider? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the English also have a no, weird spider, name No, spider, mate. Oh, you know what it is? Mm -hmm. It's a drop bear defense system. Sure. They can't oh, they do have it. winters. Okay. They I don't know. I mean, it. I always just think it's like a desert. It's not all Hatties. Hatties? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There it is. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, please make sure to grab those SoCal Open tickets yes, if you want to. If you want to grab one of the new Sandswept Ruin mats, they're really cool. It's easy to make them look great. Please do so. And remember, those new Terminators and Havocs are available at a discounted price. Mm -hmm. Awesome stuff. And prepare thyself for the incoming FAQ. It's going to have a big change yep. to the game. And of course, if you're a Yanari player, uh, let's just wait and see what White Dwarf gives you. Yeah. Until next time, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed episode 633 of Signals from the Frontline, and we will talk to you all next week. See ya.